Wellness Podcast. Your hosts, me, Amanda Kingsley, and Tara Misseldine are here to team up and take you on a journey where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Yay. And you may have noticed that Amanda's doing the intro. <laughs> a special <laughs> day for everyone. Maybe I'll take over from now on, Tara. Kind of fun. It's fine with me. So I jumped into this intro because I have a very special guest expert, guest entrepreneur, guest mama, guest friend. We're going to do a little Tara Misseldine interview today. (laughs) So you ready, Tara? You ready to tell our Uh, listeners what what we're all about? I was born ready to talk about myself. Well, first, let's just share our gratitudes of the day, and then we'll jump over to our Tara interview. Okay, cool. I have my gratitude ready. Yeah. Um, So it's the same thing that we kind of chatted about just a little bit before we started recording, and that is I am grateful that I have had some space and stamina in my life to support people around me in the last couple of weeks. So yeah, there's been a lot of crises around me that I've hopefully been able to add some peace and, and resource to uh, because my life was quiet enough for once. And I'm mm. so grateful, universe, that you gave me that ability. So that's mm. my gratitude. Well, thank you for sharing that peace and um, ability with, you know, and that space for the people because, you know, when we all show up and do that, it makes a big difference in the world. Sure does. It's what we're here for, right? I am grateful for, I live in a beautiful place, local listeners may know Shelburne Falls, but we have this amazing river just a few Mm. minutes from our house where we get to, it's almost like ocean tide pools, but it's like river pools. (laughs) Play in the river and there's deep water for kids, big kids to swim and all these pools and rocks and just. Oh yeah, you're talking about the potholes, right? No, not that a lot of years ago. Really? Yeah. And there's a few places we have on the river on the Deerfield that are that are just lovely. Mm. So I'm super grateful for and I've been taking the kids, which means stepping away from work at home mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just being with the river and just really, really sucking it up and making memories and enjoying this beautiful place that we live. So I am great. So incredibly grateful to live where I live. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Um, so that feels good. Now I want to go to the river. <laughs> uh, willing to make the drive up to go to the river. <laughs> yeah, you should. You totally should. Let's talk about where you are at in your life these days, Tara. Because, you know, we spend a lot of time together. Um, and some of our listeners might even assume that we know each other so well that, like, we totally <laughs> know what's going on. But we don't you know, we don't know the ins and outs of each of our business worlds so much. We have the things that we connect on and the things that we don't. So I'm really excited to actually hear some more of the nitty gritty about where your life is at right now in terms of life coaching work. And Mm. what I, I I've had some experience receiving work from you. That's just amazing. I want you to tell us where you're at in your journey as an entrepreneur today. 
Okay, cool. I can do that. So, and I like that you sort of narrowed my focus a little bit to um, helping bring everyone up to speed on my life coaching work, because that that is and has been a big part of my business identity for probably, um, I think I got certified as a life coach seven-ish years ago, maybe eight now. Um, and it's definitely taken a lot of different um, focuses over the years because I've been a lifelong entrepreneur. You know, I'm, I'm on the downslope to 40 now yeah. and I love it. And I've been an entrepreneur <clears throat> exclusively since I was in my very early 20s, mm. 23. Um, so, but most of my entrepreneurial experience is in a really traditional service-based regionally Mm -hmm. business. Um, and then I launched another business over a decade into that, that was, you know, around supporting working parents who also operated traditional businesses mm -hmm. <laughs> um, or really any kind of business. But, um, I still have and still co-own my traditional business, which is eco-friendly cleaning, um, with my husband. And we have many employees over the years. It's ranged from, you know, the, 10 or 11 that we have now upwards of 25. Um, so it, I mean, it's a, it's my bread and butter and it's what gives me a lot of my entrepreneurship experience because um, in the beginning years of coaching, it, you're kind of a solopreneur. You don't have a lot of the layers of experience, like hiring, firing, managing Ooh. multiple employees, human resources. Um, it's an entirely different kind of sales. So it, it's, a completely different category, but I feel like I've always accessed, I've always used my life coaching skills primarily in self-coaching myself to be more successful yeah, in that entrepreneurship yeah. venture or any of them um, because I learned so many things and, and yes, they're powerful things to like help coach other people into learning um, mm -hmm. or utilizing or seeing things through a different perspective. Um, but my, you know, my work with coaching has always been that I am the biggest asset to my business and the more I can leverage my own skill set and my own amazing mm -hmm. qualities, the more successful everything I do will be. Um, yeah. So, and that's partly what, like, let's just sorry, go ahead. repeat that again. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I am the biggest asset to my business. This is yes. so important. It's so, so important. important. And the, you know, the more to follow that up, the more you can develop yourself as that asset, the more you bring to the table and the more successful everything you do will be. And that goes I'm all about leverage. <laughs> it goes for any kind of business. Really. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. But how often is that overlooked with all the, the workings of operating a business? You forget and you set yourself aside. And this actually just came up for me this morning. Like, you know, how important it is to invest in ourselves because we are the biggest asset in our business. Yeah. And it's kind of a general understood rule that um, it's very unlikely that the success of your business will ever outpace your personal development. Yes. Your business can't be better than you when you are the backbone of your business. Yeah. And I want to say for listeners who are not business owners or entrepreneurs in any way, the same exact principle applies to being a mom, being a oh, friend, absolutely. being a community member. Um, it's like, yeah, investing in ourselves and our own growth and our own development and our own self-care and resources is 
so important. So I took a little side note because I just loved the way you said that. Mm, I no problem. Pass it to my business. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I love it. I love it. Thank you for going there. Um, okay, let's get back on track. So where you're at with your life coaching work right now, where are you at? Yeah. So um, like I said, it's taken lots of um, different twists and turns and has evolved with me as a person um, because I've always been most attracted to this work by being a student with my student. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, it's a very collaborative experience yeah. um, with me as a coach. <clears throat> so I, it, it's always been shaped by what I most need in my life. That's what I'm most attracted to collaborating with people on. Yeah. Um, so it, it went from very strong, ambitious entrepreneurship, business coaching, like a very business slanted life coaching um, yeah. to parenting as soon as I became a parent. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and then somewhere in, in that area, I started doing a ton of work with archetypes. It was one of my most early um, modalities that I used in, in the coaching because it was I get, I get so turned on when I start learning about the different archetypes and, and how they influence the way that not only we perceive what's going on, but how the world perceives us. And once I actually started using it kind of as like an art um, and changing the actual language that I was using in all of my marketing and changing what the elements, I mean, what the aspects of my personality was that I was embracing, I started getting totally more the right clients. So it, I, I fell in love with the science of it. And it's also a really easy barrier to entry for people because we all like to know more about ourselves. Yeah. Um, and it's so much easier to approach personal growth from the, the place of questioning and learning than tasks and action. Yeah. So, but then as soon as you start realizing that you can actually play with these and, and start embracing them and make a very dramatic difference, in the difficulty that you're experiencing, <laughs> things get easier. They start feeling more authentic. Um, it was really, really fascinating. So I started using a lot of that in my in my work, and that led me to the elements, the five elements, <laughs> and the resurrection of that. Yeah. So now, I mean, now my coaching is. Um, I don't even have any private clients right now, and my group program will be launching again in a couple of months. Um, But I took some time off from the physical coaching because I've been really in this receptive place that, um, you know, instead of folk, because I'm so collaborative when I'm in a coaching relationship, I was feeling very stagnant with some things that were in me that really wanted to be born. Mm. Um, And also, older projects that really needed to be wrapped up so that I could be back in the space to give in that direction properly. Um, Yeah. So right now, I mean, my, my coaching business actually more looks like writing my book and producing, like really producing content that's not geared toward an individual, but geared towards sharing, you know, my ideas and sharing sort of this larger, this larger framework of, of what I work with, which is these archetypes and elements. So I still do a fair amount of workshops here in the area, but I haven't taken on any coaching clients in a while. Okay. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I have so many questions. (laughs) Shoot. We can do 20 Um, question style if you want. You have a book with a very specific topic 
Yes. You may or may not want to share that yet with the listeners, but and I actually think maybe we did touch on it super quickly in a different episode, but does it include the archetypes and the elements or is that woven into this book or is it I, a complete offshoot? Um, it, well, nothing's a complete offshoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, it's not either of those choices, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's definitely going to be interwoven conceptually, but probably not named because I don't want to, I don't want to have, feel yeah, obligated to educate people, yeah. of, you know, the background that you need for it to make sense. But of course, so much of, you know, so many of the lessons come through that lens of, of knowing myself and analyzing my personality in that way. Um, and also knowing why some of these are, became truths for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, and why others didn't, you know, like yeah. my strengths and also my challenges tie directly to the archetypes and my, the elements. And, and I've been working with the elements. I've known about the elements much, much longer than the archetypes, yeah. but I wasn't using them in my business um, until I discovered a book a couple of years ago that put everything that I had been wanting to work with into really usable language. So what I first, I feel like you told me about yep, it. It's actually called the five elements. It's by Don yeah. Dolan and she does just a masterful job of making it so simple. But I was originally um, introduced to them when I was in high school and taking Chinese and my Chinese teacher um, was very much introduced into traditional Chinese medicine and feng shui. And um, I did a extra credit, like independent study program about the five elements and their, their role in traditional Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. And I totally fell in love with it. Um, and then she kind of translated all of the five elements directly into relationships and personality types. And yeah. since I had already been working so much with the archetype personality system, um, it just, it brought everything together for me because the, the elements are like the nature side of our personality. It's, you know, it's the pieces of your personality that you recognize in your children when they're three years old. Yeah. You know, they never change that. It's who they are. But then the archetypes, you know, the archetypes are really fun because it's kind of like the clothes that we get to put on that nature and they can, they can totally shift and evolve and change and, um, and maybe when you were younger, you really lived into certain archetypes and those shifted as the needs of your life changed. And, um, oh, and nice then combination of that. Yeah. It's really, really mm. cool. It's really cool. So it's yeah. like the inner and outer dynamic, that juxtaposition that I love so much and how do they work together? How do yeah. they sometimes compete? How are you getting in your own way and you don't even see it? You yeah. know, have a blinder toward it, but it's such fun. It's such fun cool. and very transformative. So you said that a lot of your life coaching experience has turned into self-coaching. How, I mean, I agree a hundred percent personally, how has your life coaching, how have your life coaching skills in this work with the archetypes and the elements influenced you as a writer? Yes, absolutely. um, So this is how it, it all connects for me when you said, you know, does do the elements have anything to do with your book? And no, they're not directly in there, but I think it was, it's me diving into these aspects of my personality and me being willing to like shine a light in these really dark, scary, sometimes very ugly places. 
Um, and, and seeing like, is this actually true for me? Or was I just told that this was true and I never questioned it? Um, and I, I was listening to another podcast a couple months ago and it was about this young man's journey, um, you know, out of a cult and Mm -hmm. into finding himself. And he stated this comment that I had never heard before. It was just so amazing. And it, the, the comment was, um, there are no answers that cannot be questioned. And that, that is why I'm writing this book because Mm -hmm. I mean, just for those who don't know, or maybe who didn't hear the little, um, mention that I made of it an episode or two back, um, the book is called Undomesticated Daughters. Mm -hmm. And the, the premise is basically what are all of the, what are all of the truths that I have to question in my own life? What do I, what have I always known to be true that I have to question because I can no longer stand the idea of convincing my daughter that they are true. Mm-hmm. You know, and oh, that and is something uh, in social media, maybe Instagram yesterday. And I, I, I went to tell you a story I heard and didn't, you know, got distracted, but I just want to say quickly how important this book is and this this experience I had at the dentist office yesterday. It was a I was with a mom and her two year old. I'm guessing two year old, little little girl. They were so sweet together. They were so loving. They were just like really just lovely. It was it was nice to watch. You know when you're just like watching someone someone's experience and it's just lovely. And then we're leaving the dentist and the little girl's freaking out because she doesn't want to leave the toys, right? Like who wants to leave fun toys that are yours? <laughs> freaking out. She's screaming, screaming, screaming all the way to the car. And I'm walking out with my kids. And the mother says, um, do you see any other kids acting this way? And that like, <laughs> it mm. breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. She said, you should be embarrassed. Mm. And I like, it just, everything in me was just like, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. those are the kinds of things that we that we are taught mm-hmm. whether by our very loving parents this was not a bad mom this mom was not like yeah and we're not pointing this out in judgment because we've all I mean we've all had these oh. moments because we've been conditioned for our oh, entire yeah. lives that this is the yes. reality yes I mean I this is I make these mistakes all the time but it just, it was such a good example to me of the things that were taught for whatever reason. And then we have to choose to question at some point or we live with that story. And that story is not a story we want to live with. Unfortunately, we've actually been conditioned not to question many of these. And it's like, that, that's the first time that you end up taking that blue pill or that red pill or whatever from, you know, like 90s reference to the Matrix movie. <laughs> like when you first take the pill that yeah. removes the blinders that, whoa, I'm actually, I think I need to question all of this now. Maybe and I my gosh, does it blow you open? What? Maybe I don't have to be embarrassed when I feel right. emotion. Yeah. Like, whoa. <laughs> I've been living my entire life feeling mm-hmm. shame when I have an emotion, mm-hmm. you know, a, a strong yeah. emotion. That's exactly what my Instagram post was about yesterday. Was, yeah, that's why I was like, I, yeah. I wanted to tell you this story. And yeah. It's, it's so true. And I mean, many of these, like the, the book is kind of half memoir and, you know, half just it. Well, actually, I guess maybe it's entirely memoir. 
<laughs> it's, it is a memoir of my journey of asking these questions. Yeah. Um, and most of them are because, you know, something came out of my mouth or something came into my head that was like, whoa, that's not who I am as a mother. You're like, yeah. but that is who I am as a woman. And why is there a disconnect that? Right. You know, why, why am I not questioning this aspect of myself as a woman that I don't want for my daughter? Yeah, you know, this how, is such an important book. I cannot wait to read it. I'm so excited for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I know you were really pumped. You were like in the writing groove. <laughs> I don't know if you still are. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's, it is coming in, you know, fits and starts, but it is yeah. flowing out of me. It's like, it's finally completely clear as a, you know, as a being, as an entity, um, where I've been working on it for several years. I mean, it, it's, it's been a project that's been in the works since before I even had a child. I had the idea yeah. of like questioning some of these, you know, lies. just unquestioned <laughs> truths. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the, the thing is like, they're, they're not lies. They've been true for a very long yeah, time. They're just not the truth I want to pass on. Yeah. 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 And, and with no, you know, with no judgment to wherever I got them, because some of them I was taught and some of them I chose because it, seemed like what I was supposed to choose. No one, no one actively taught me that thing, you know, yeah, just, yeah. you know, made an assumption that seemed to hold. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that's interesting because we drove away from the dentist's office and it was probably about three or four minutes. And the whole time I'm questioning, do I address this with my kids or not? And I was like, you have to, what if they heard that and just made just came up with their own story based on this thing that another mother said. And so I absolutely had to, you know, not with, not with lecturing intention, but just like, I just wanted to bring it up. Like it, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if you heard that, but you always have room to feel your feelings. So it was just this, but yes, sometimes the stories come from places we never, you know, really unsuspecting places like overhearing it in the parking lot (laughs) when you're four you know my four-year-old hearing that and going wait another mom said (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and we don't always know so as a parent we can't certainly can't be hard on ourselves for the things we say or the things our kids are exposed to we just if we teach them to question Mm-hmm. exactly then they never get stuck well it's, it's not true when they they can see place how to get out of the stories that they get stuck in yeah, yeah exactly if if we develop in them a love of that question and like a freedom to question because yeah. even you know i i i have no idea there's bound to be times where i try to teach aria something that i think will serve her but I can't predict exactly who she's going to be. I don't know if that's going to backfire and serve you know. and cripple her in some way. I know. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like this, we get back to one of my, you know, favorite episode topics and that was the empower or protect. Yes. It's our responsibility to rear our children in the best way that we can envision. Yeah. But if we don't teach them that they also have power over shaping their own lives and choices and truths, then we have disempowered them. Yep. Yep. You know, so I always, I I try to think of it from the perspective of let's, let's offer her something that I think is going to be beneficial to her with the caveat that it's still up to her to choose it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And we're just creating toolboxes for our kids. Yep, exactly. You know, and I teach my kids to question me because that's, you know, <laughs> don't count on me for everything. Question me, ask me. Mm-hmm. If you don't like a rule that I've made, like, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't yeah, have like to- your experience of life should be negotiable. Yeah. You know? We have that glorious freedom here in the lives that we, we live. You know? Yeah. So um, we should, I don't want to wrap up soon, but we should, but I do want to go back to, I, you know, I asked you how your life coaching slash self coaching, the same thing, but influences you as a writer. And I wanted to bring that up because there are people out there who are artists or who are teachers or who are, you know, employees of some sort. And, um, I just, I love, I love being able to point out that you can use your own life coaching schools uh, your own life coaching skills <laughs> to um, to allow you to be a better writer, and that that is the power of life coaching. It, when you find the right coach with the right modalities and the right tools, you know they do help you make the most of your passion for teaching, make the most of your passion for art, make the most of your passion for writing. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. so I love how you're just using like that example so obvious of what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, in a very concrete way, um, I I allow my natural way of being productive to take the lead on this book, which is why it has taken me several years. And I've like every time that I sit down and tried to force myself to make something come out, it just didn't work at all. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but now, like, I know my elements and I know that I'm wood, which is extremely action and growth oriented. And when <laughs> I'm in the zone, I can accomplish, I'm like a freight train yeah, um, yeah. Of, of productivity and my fire, which means I basically got to live in the party pretty much all the time. And if it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't make me happy, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> right. So I know when I'm in the space of like, oh, this productivity and this push actually feels really awesome right now. Let's dive in. And now this is when I get to do the work. And it just so happens that like right now, the last few weeks and months, I'm in that zone. (laughs) Now is when I'm going to write. And if that goes away, I'm not going to force myself to do, to do that anymore. Yeah. So like it's kind and it working with these elements, it has lent me so much compassion for myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for the way that I interact with the world around me and the people around me based on their elements. And um, so that's, I think my favorite thing about the elements is just this immense compassion that I never had before because I was always trying to be what I'm supposed to be, you know? Um, and now I get to really embrace who I actually am with no pressure to be something else. And I was never able to do that before this, this science and this work. Beautiful. So it's very cool. Oh, I can't I wait to talk about that at the summit. I know. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm going to have like a full notebook ready for Tara's talk at the summit. It is so uh, fun. So I know you don't, you said you don't have one-on-one co- clients right now, but you do maybe have some workshops. If someone was really curious about, cause we just scratched, like, I mean, like we didn't even scratch the surface. Of yeah, the we didn't even hour. scratch the surface. <laughs> um, so if someone wanted to learn more about archetypes and elements through you, how would they do that? How, how 
where would they go? Yeah, well, they can watch my website. I mean, I tend, I'm not doing one in July, but I will have another one in August of the Archetype and Elements Workshop. Okay. Um, and my team and I are in the process of putting an Elements Workshop online. So nice. um, people Good. will be able to actually explore some of that um, you know, in a more self-guided, I'll probably do a couple webinars too, just to, you know, like see how it, see how it flows online. Awesome. Um, but that, w- that should be available in like the September timeframe. So by the time this airs, it will be very, very soon, but just check out the website, allin.life. Allin.life. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you want to share with listeners before, um, before we go here or? Um, no, just that I, I have actually loved some of the interaction that I've been getting with people on my Instagram. Um, and I've, like I said, I've been in this really like content production, um, reflective space. So I've been doing a lot of activity on, you know, like Facebook and Instagram. And if you aren't connected with me already, please come connect with me because so much of, you know, so much of my elements are about community and connecting. So That so is how you can asked. pay me back. Yes, indeed. <laughs> awesome. Connect with me. Let me know you exist and that you're listening. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm going to say that my ask is I'm just always curious who has worked with a life coach, why or why not? What were the things that you took away? You know, have you worked with therapists and life coaches? Like, what is, I'm just curious what people's stories are around life coaching um, because I think it is it's, it's a, such a powerful tool and, um, it's something that a lot of people don't tap into. So I love talking to people who are curious about tapping in. And then of course, people who have already tapped in and, you know, what, what did you take away? What was the, why did you say yes? How amazing, you know, what, what was it that, Mm -hmm. that allowed you to step into this work? I'm always curious about that. Yeah. Yeah, I love those stories too. As someone who has utilized coaches, many coaches over the years and for many different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite a journey. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Tara. Thank you, I'm Amanda. I'm listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really excited to hear from you at the summit. Um, oh, I can't wait. And to share your workshops and your resources that are coming out. So thank you so much. Me too. Have a great day. Hey, see you.